Hi, this is Bernie Dake. You're listening to the Salvation Army's Words of Life. Welcome back to Words of Life. If you're a parent or planning on becoming one, we hope this series has already been a blessing to you. This week, we'll hear part one of our conversation with parents of elementary school kids, Josh and Melissa Powell. Now, if you've been listening for a long time, you may know that Josh is the leader of one of our contemporary Christian groups called Transmission. And his wife, Melissa, is a rock star who does all kinds of really cool things with their kids and plans these outings and birthday days for each of the kids individually. I can't wait for you to hear from both of them. Hi, my name is Josh Powell. I am Melissa Powell. And uh, we have three kids, which is crazy to think about, but we have three kids. We do. We have a nine-year-old named Ben. We have an Olivia, who's seven. And we have a five-year-old, who's Judah. How did we meet? We met in college Mm -hmm. at Asbury. We both went there. Uh, I always tell the story, of course, that my dad, he came home one day and he said, Mel, I found you the perfect husband. Uh, and if you know anything about me and my dad, then you know I never would have gone for that. <laughs> never would I ever. Uh, turns out, though, very long story short, is that uh, the guy that he had apparently found for me was Josh. We graduated Asbury. We didn't actually start dating in college. Then we moved to Atlanta and uh, <laughs> started dating a little after that. And uh, yeah. The rest, as they say, is history. Uh, but as far as wanting kids, I don't know that we ever really talked about that too much. I don't think that I... Like growing up, I don't know that I had always seen myself as a mom. Um, That was not like this big dream that I had for myself. But I think just knowing you and marrying you, I think that was the the next, you know, logical step in our relationship. Yeah, I think we talked, we said we we wanted kids because we we both came from families, Mm -hmm. a very tight-knit family dynamic. And I think we wanted that for us. Uh, but we it wasn't like the plan. Like we weren't <laughs> going to say, all right, now we're going to start raising a family. And uh, But here we are, three kids. <laughs> yeah. Here we are. Here we are. With three kids. How do we define parenting? That is a that's a tricky question. I, I think you could answer it in a bunch of different ways. Like it seems so simple to say like yeah. what parenting is, but then when you sit back and you try to think about it, yeah, like it's hard to define, yeah. I think. I think like for me, I think of it almost like two phases. Like the first phase when they're really little, really like through toddlerhood, like you're just trying to keep something alive. So it's it's kind of like- It's like a plant. It's like a plant or a dog. Like we we joked earlier in our marriage <laughs> that like if we can keep a dog alive, certainly we can keep a kid alive. Uh, and the dog the dog is still here, so. The dog, by the way, has gone through a lot of hardship. Yeah. <laughs> but the dog made it. While, that's right. But she made it. But she made it. So we figured, all right, let's have, yeah. let's have some kids. 
But I think, yeah, so like in that early phase, you're just trying to keep the kid alive. Uh, and kids are really resilient. And that's, that's one of the things that we've learned. But I think at the end of the day, like, you know, if I'm, if I'm going to answer this question seriously, I think parenting is helping my kids realize their full potential, realize who they're going to be. I want them to realize who they are in Christ. That's something that I, I can't make that happen for them. I can't force them. I can't discipline them to make that happen. It's something that I have to help them realize on their own by, you know, shaping and, uh, and showing and mentoring. Yeah. I think in the back of my mind, I've always thought like, I'm not raising this kid to just grow up. Right. I mean, yeah. I, that seems simple, but I'm raising them to be a fully grown adult who is functional in society. Yeah. That's my goal, I think, in parenting, but not just raising them to to show them how to eat and how to go to the bathroom and how to do their homework and how to be kind to other people. But I think to also recognize their God-given potential in life and for them to grow in their relationship with the Lord yeah. um, and to know who they are uh, and whose they are, as yeah. the cheesy saying goes. Mm-hmm. Uh but to, to really recognize who they are in Christ and who God has made them to be um, and then to fulfill that potential in their life. I yeah. think that's a, big, that's a big task, but I think that's what God is calling us to as parents yeah. is, to, is to raise them in that. Some of the greatest joys that I have found with my kids is is being able to see them really just become who they are um, and kind of grow into themselves. Uh, you know, they start as babies and there's not a lot of personality or maybe there is for some of them. Uh, but then watching them kind of grow into themselves and who they're going to be and, you know, make choices uh, that I think we don't always agree with, of course. But, you know, seeing them make the right choice, seeing them yeah. make right decisions, um, it makes you proud. It makes you <laughs> excited. Um, and then also, I mean, just on the more like lighthearted side, I think watching our kids have fun and watching them laugh together and be good friends and be good siblings. I think all of those kind of play into, yeah. play into that. I've, I've loved seeing our kids, um, kind of, uh, work at something and not be good at it, kind of struggle a little bit, but then one day like the practice kind of uh, pays off and it clicks and then all of a sudden, oh yeah, that's how this works. And then they get better at it and you can kind of see the light bulb go off in their in their minds. Like uh, my youngest has just started T-ball and uh, uh, batting was always, it was, it was kind of difficult for him at first. And then uh, we started working on the batting stance and uh, he got to see how his batting stance, like if he, if he did, did the right uh, stance, he could connect with the ball a little better. And then you know, he would start doing that every time and then he'd, he'd get better and better. So seeing, like seeing them actually realize, uh, you know, how to, how to make themselves better uh, has been really exciting to see. Uh, but I think also what, what Mel was saying, um, seeing them play well together. Because with three kids, you, you can imagine it's, uh, we, we see a lot of fights. We hear a lot of fights in the house, a bickering, sibling rivalry, that it kind of thing. It is never quiet. Yeah, it's never quiet. <laughs> Uh, but they they do play well together for the most part, and I, that's that's exciting to see. They enjoy spending time with each other. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, when you have kids, obviously the trajectory of your life changes a little bit. 
Um, it's like we, you know, as in, I was in college, uh, you always have dreams and aspirations for your life where you, where you see yourself in 10, 15, 20 years, uh, the things that you want to accomplish. And I mean, there, there are people who, whose aspirations is to, uh, build and cultivate a really great family, uh, kids that will grow up and do great things. Uh, I always wanted a family, but it wasn't like the thing that I wanted to do. Right. Um, but when you, when, you know, when the first kid comes along, it's like, um, I mean, you can't really go back on that. Like ev- everything changes at that point. Like when you have, when you have that first kid, your entire life changes. And I think like, I realized that in that moment, that all of the plans that I had now have to incorporate this other person. Uh, and there is going to be sacrifice. Uh, but you can't, I mean, it's not going to change. That's just how it is. And I think for me in that moment, I think I just realized that God is going to help me through this. He's going to help me figure out like how this other person fits into my life, uh, and how he's going to do great things through us into this person. It doesn't mean that I have to completely give up what I wanted to do, but Yeah. Yeah. And I think it's the same, not just when you have kids, but even when you get married, right? Like you are your individual self. Um, Yeah. And not that it's necessarily a bad thing, but you are kind of selfish at that point because I'm only thinking about me and what I want to do and my dreams, my stuff that I want. But then you get married. And I think it's a natural progression to say that, like, I love you. And so we're going to work this out together, right? Because I love you so much as my husband how are we going to now meet this lifestyle that applies to all of us? And I think that even carries over to when we have kids to say that I love you and him and him and her. I love all of you this much that, you know, I think the sacrifice does come with that to say, not that I can never do this, but maybe it's just on hold for now. You know, maybe we have to find a way to get creative and maybe we have to put my dream on the back burner so that we can do this right now yeah. Uh, or until you get a little bit older <laughs> um, and then kind of circle back to that. Um, I think it's, I think it's just a give and take, Yeah. but it's the same with marriage. It's the same yeah. with, with other relationships in our lives too. I think that's true. You just kind of realize it's going to be fine. Like we're going to, we're going to make we'll this work. It out. Yeah. And even then, like when you have kids, I think sometimes like your dreams change a little bit, yeah. right? Like it's not always the same. Like, I don't always carry that like selfish thought about how this is what I want to do. But now we've kind of changed our mindset to say like, what is it that we want to do as a family? Yeah, so uh, I think finding time to like take care of ourselves in our marriage can be difficult, even when we have kids, especially when you have young children, uh, because it's not like we can just, you know, say bye to the kids. We'll be back in two hours. (laughs) We're going to go see a movie the law frowns on me leaving my five-year-old and my seven and nine-year-old at home by themselves. Yeah, they don't (laughs) really like that. That's right. So we have to get creative in how we have date night. Uh, For a while there, like we, I mean, I think that we've always been very intentional about date night and trying to carve away time for us to go do that. Um, I think, I mean, just depending on the stage of parenting and where you are, I think that's going to look different. Um, Even if you have young children and you still have young children, like how do you do it at one point as you know, compared to another. Um, But I think early on in our parenthood, we would find babysitters. Like we would shell out money for someone to come watch our kids. Yeah, it's expensive. That we trusted and we would do that. And then we would have family move into town, which was always great. So we could rely on them for that. Um, But there have been situations, at least in our life and in our parenting, where, 
I mean, going out on a date night is not easy. Like yeah. it's expensive. It takes so much time. Yeah. Um, it's just not easy. And so we actually started, uh, we called them at home date nights. Yeah. And so we would put the kids to bed um, and then we would have a date night at home downstairs. We'd watch a movie. We'd cook dinner together. Like yeah. We would give the kids frozen pizzas and then put them to bed. And then we yeah. would make like real good food Yeah. Um, just at home on our own. But just carving away the time just to sit and talk. That's not necessarily playing on our phones or yeah. being watching I, a movie, but not always Netflix, you know, that yeah. kind of And I love the at-home date nights uh, because they, they somehow felt different. And like we've gone through cycles of, you know, being good about finding date night. And then we've gone months without a date. Mm-hmm. And I, I would imagine there are many people that don't have the luxury of family in town who can, who will just watch the kids or, you know, reliable babysitters nearby that uh, are affordable but the at home date thing was really cool for me and it's it's more it's more than i mean cuz we do this every every night we put the kids down and then it's just our time but at home date night was different because we we kind of assigned it to each other so like <laughs> you know one week was mel another week was me and it was it was a little more intentional like i had to have come up with a plan for that said so this is what we're going to do uh in this two and a half hour block that we have um so cooking dinner and then uh you know playing games or you know, doing something that might be a little out of the out of the ordinary. So that was that was really important. Yeah. And special. The Salvation Army's mission, doing the most good, means helping people with material and spiritual needs. You become a part of this mission every time you give to the Salvation Army. Visit salvationarmyusa.org to offer your support. And we'd love to hear from you. Call 1-800-229-9965 or visit SalvationArmyRadio.org to connect. Tell us how we can help. Share prayer requests or your testimony. With your permission, we would love to use your story on the show. You can also subscribe to Words of Life on your favorite podcast store, or visit SalvationArmyRadio.org to learn about more programs produced by the Salvation Army. And if you don't have a church home, we invite you to visit your local Salvation Army Worship Center. They'll be glad to see you. Join us next time for the Salvation Army's Words of Life.